Come, O come, Emmanuel. And ransom. Captive. Oh, ransom captive Israel. Israel. That, I know it's not a couple weeks yet. I'm just getting. Yeah, you we're really up. only supposed to sing that the last eight, Ev- eight days. Every good performance needs a good rehearsal, Father. Okay. Yeah. Always have to be prepared. But, but See that, what I did there? Yeah. Be be prepared. prepared. Hi everyone, welcome to the Twenty Three Podcast during the season of Advent, and we are up to the second Sunday of Advent already. How many Sundays are there? Four. That means we're halfway there, or sort of. Getting there, yes. sort of. I hope everyone is doing well. I hope your Advent is off to a good start. Don't discount it halfway yet. I mean, we got a ways to go. I know. Do you do you have an Advent wreath in your house? We do actually. The one that we use is uh, my wife's childhood wreath. It's not really a. It's not a evergreen wreath like you would think of. It's a. It's Por- I don't need por- porcelain. I don't think it's it's might be plastic of some sort. Okay. But it's it's got like people holding hands in a circle. Oh, that's cute. It's cute. Cute. Yeah, yeah. She listens to the podcast, so I'm going to stop there. She okay. she knows how I feel about the advent well, wreath. A couple of years ago, I bought an advent wreath for the house. I set it up. Yeah. I had the candles. Uh-huh. The first Sunday of Advent. As I sat down for dinner, I lit the first one candle, and I believe that was the only one I lit for the whole season. No, that's so sad. It's not that I don't eat, but I, I, I do all my celebrating at church. I was gonna, I was gonna be really <laughs> sad if you said it's not that I don't pray. Well, I, I pray. We're, I just, we're counting on I that. I should say I pray. I just don't eat. You just don't light the candle. I um. I we usually light it pretty regularly. I have very fond memories, and I may have talked about this on past Advent seasons. On the we've podcast. gone through a few Advents together. We have, but I have very fond memories of my grandmother's Advent wreath and lighting that when we would go over for dinner. Is that the time you burned the house down? No, no, <laughs> that was Lent. All of my sin. Uh, no, this was. I can. You know what my favorite part though is, or was, or still is, still is. Let's go with that. Is when you blow the candle out and you get that beautiful, just freshly blown out candle fragrance. That should be that the blown out candle fragrance should be a candle fragrance. Just throwing it out there. You know okay. what I'm talking about? I do know what you mean. That but- smell fills the church too after we blow out the candles after mass. Well, not very long. It's well, a big church. It is, but I, if you get close, you can smell it. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I do, I do know churches have their own smell, and it's not just incense. Bread, wine, incense, burnt, ca- burnout candles. Those are the four smells of the Catholic Church. <laughs> the, <laughs> let, let Let's move along. <laughs> that should be a song. Yeah, uh, let me tell people what's coming up. Okay, the the second Sunday of Advent is December fifth. Uh huh. This week we have, on December eighth, we have the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. Which is a holy day. This a holy year. day. So there's a, a a vigil mass, and then on Wednesday there's two masses. Correct. The following week, on the 14th, we have our Advent reconciliation service. Uh, I have seven priests for that. I'm kind of excited. That's good. Last year we, I think if we even had it, I don't remember that we had it because if you recall, COVID was raging during yes. December last year. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a great opportunity too just to get back into the swing of things in terms of participation and reconciliation. And you know what? Every Sunday, every Sunday I see people who are back Yeah, uh, and people have come up and they say, Oh, it feels so good to be back. And some people come back readily and some cautiously, some come back 
and even say something like, I don't know why I haven't come back earlier, but I think we all are creatures of habit. We get used to not being somewhere, and so it's very hard. Like the person who really wants to work out but hasn't been back at the, the gym for a while, it's hard to get going again. You're telling me. Oh, I'm sorry. We're yeah. recording a podcast. I think it's been like uh, what thirty years for you since Sir, you've been back. Well, I don't. I don't. I've never actually gone to a gym. That probably doesn't surprise you. I'm. I'm more of a let's work out around the house kind of guy. Okay. We'll we'll analyze we'll let, that. We'll later. let people. Uh, well, uh, re- review that mentally before we move <laughs> on. <laughs> well, well, what, what I was going to say is to that, in terms of like coming back and and people being comfortable once again, it's it's time that during the season of Advent is kind of a good excuse to kind of get to re up, you know, last week we were using the word redeem, um, but to kind of re up and, and recommit to who we are as Catholic families. Yeah. So that's and exciting. The only other thing I want to say right now, before we get into the gospel is you got me a subscription to planet fitness. <laughs> that was no, no, I can't afford that. Okay. But what the other thing I want to say is as we go through the readings, the next three Sundays, this Sunday plus the third and fourth Sundays of Advent, mm-hmm. we are not play acting. We're not pretending that Jesus is about to be born. Right. He's already been born. Been there. He's, al- he's already re- redeemed the world. Sure. He, he has already come and given us hope. This is for our sake to hear it again, to recall, and to see what message it's giving to us today. Yeah. So are we ready? I'm going to read most of the gospel, but I will let you be the prophet Isaiah. You're, and you're he, so generous. He's got a, a cameo appearance. <laughs> cameo. Are you ready? Go ahead. This is uh, Luke. Last week we were in Luke chapter 21. This week we're in Luke chapter 3. We're going back. We're going back. It's By the way, chapter 3 is where the adult appearance of Jesus starts. Chapters 1 and 2 are the nativity story. Sure. So, and poof. He's yeah. a grown-up. He's a grown-up. Okay, this is where it starts. And guess who's the main character? John the Baptist. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. In the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, and Herod was tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip, tetrarch of the region of Iturea and Trachonitis, and Lysanias was tetrarch of Abilene, During the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the desert. John went throughout the whole region of the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as as it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah. A voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low. The winding roads shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Was my cameo okay? You were wonderful. Oh, thank you. But but I want to ask you, (laughs) what did it feel like saying those words? I mean, very sincerely. I mean, those are such incredible words. Um. Okay, I'm going to be really honest with you. Yeah. It felt great. Good. Right? <laughs> you should. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make yeah. straight his path. How, how cool. Yeah, I, I think, again, everything in my world usually harkens back to a song. So I think of, 
usually a song that we sing, and I believe we're singing it this weekend. I'd have to double check, but uh, a voice cries out, you know. And I, there's not, I can't find a better song that kind of embodies this passage from Isaiah for the Advent season. I should find it. I should find another one. I think, yeah, we're singing it this weekend. A voice cries out. Um, but I, I think of you know all of those images from Isaiah that that get pulled up into the Advent season. You know, a voice cries out, and I think of not just a voice crying out, but almost like a voice crying out over the wind. Mm. You know, almost like you're outside, and it's uh, maybe a winter day, and the wind is strong, like out here at the church where it's always windy. Sure. And you hear something over the wind, mm. and somehow that harkens to your heart. Um, I think the voice cries out, to be heard above and beyond all the other sounds and noises of our world. And I mean that both literally and figuratively. We've got, we we live in a lot of noise. Oh, yes. But figuratively, we are easily distracted. There's so many things vying for our attention. Mm -hmm. Well, think of just on a daily basis, the number of times your phone sends you a notification you know, just to alert you to something, whether it's a voicemail or a text message or an email or a tweet or whatever it may be. You know, just that just that device alone has come into our existence in the last, what, 13, 13 to 15 years, yes. the smartphone. Uh, so that's one distraction on top of our colleagues, <clears throat> our colleagues. And sorry, I had something in my throat. Uh, oh, am I a colleague? Yeah. You, are you not a colleague? I mean, you're my boss. I'm not a college. You're not. <laughs> Goodness. Anyway, so the people that we work with, our family members, our children, our our parents, our siblings, uh, the television. You know, uh, I, I love how people do it. I don't do it, but how people will have a different um, ringtone for different people that call them. Oh, yeah. My and mom does that. If, so if you hear it, oh, you know, you know that, oh, this is my favorite son. Oh, this or, is uh, this is my not so favorite son. Or this is uh, this the, could be a fun game. So <laughs> if you had to pick a ringtone for me, what would you pick? I know what I would pick for you. That's what I, I could ask. OK, you go ahead. What would it be? So if I could assign a ringtone for you, it would be the Hallelujah Chorus. So oh, you, I would accept that. You That's would, pretty good. You would call and it would sing, hallelujah. And then I'd be like, oh, it's Father Herb. And Silence that. that. That's when you put right. me on hold or something. Yeah. So what's what's my song for you? For me. Oh. Another One Bites the Dust. <laughs> I, uh, Michael rolled the boat to shore. Sure. <laughs> well, we'll find your true feelings later. Well, that's got hallelujah in it, too. That does, too. Yeah. So anyway, that could that could be a fun game. We'll, well, we'll keep playing that. Let's go back to the gospel. Uh, people are wondering why they listen to this already. So let's not, not make <laughs> Give them another hard. excuse. Okay. I love the historicity of this. Luke is setting the stage. This is chapter 3, verse 1. So yeah. this is the beginning of the adult story of, of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so he, he lays it all out. It's in the reign of Caesar, Tiberius Caesar, mm-hmm. the 15th year, in fact. And then he talks about Pontius Pilate. He talks about Herod. He talks about Herod's brother. It, it's like it's all laid out, even the, the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas. It's setting the historical stage, yeah. Anna, the, fa- the Anna, factual Anna, evidence. Annas was the, the father-in-law of Caiaphas, so you didn't know that. 
No, anise is also something that you put in cookies at Christmas time. That's anise. Right. This I, is anise. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, by the way, I like anise. I do too. <gasps> oh no! Take, next time we'll talk about it. Next we, time we never agree on this. That same. was my grandmother's signature Christmas cookie. Okay, anise. The, those flat ones. Those, yeah, others. Oh, I've yeah. never made them. Okay, I'll make but, some. But anyway, so it's it's like this is a real story. Jesus is in real time, uh, not present time but real time so he truly appeared on earth as a, a human and then let's introduce john the baptizer now john has already been introduced in chapter one mm -hmm. of luke's gospel he's part of the nativity story when zechariah was the high priesthood and uh, was the priest in the temple and he was told that he would father a child right and that's when he went mute uh, because he didn't believe but, good job zechariah yeah, but but uh, John was born. Is that Luke when Mary goes to visit Elizabeth and the, yes, the that, infant yeah, leaps it, for joy? Yeah, it's all parallel. It's like we have the announcing of John, uh, Elizabeth to give birth, that John's going to be born. Then it's the announcement that Jesus is going to be born of mm -hmm. Mary. And then the two come together when when uh, Mary visits Elizabeth. This reminds me, too, of the beginning of Matthew when you have the whole uh, genealogy genealogy of Jesus you know again setting that historical yeah evidence and the for... concept of a again remember uh, a gospel is a particular genre of literature it's not biography it's not a reporting it's a teaching but it's a teaching set in time and space so it's important for Mar Matthew Mark and Luke and even John to some degree that they would always say when things happen and where things happen mm -hmm. now in some ways it's a construct you know like the next day we went here or then jesus went there uh, so you, d you don't want to like spend too much time worrying about how many days did jesus spend doing something mm -hmm. but it's like a reminder that jesus was on earth as a real person mm -hmm. i think most people believe jesus is both human and divine but they kind of forget the human part <laughs> The, oh, interesting. Yeah. You mean you mean Christians or yeah, yeah Christians? You're talking yeah. specifically. We, we about get Christians. so caught up in the divine that we forget he's fully human as well. Yeah, and this is a reminder of both. Now, I would like to highlight. Remember when we pulled up the readings before we started recording? I just read that first line of Baruch from this week. Okay, so that is the first reading for this week. Yeah, the uh, little-known prophet Baruch. Little, what, we don't know much about him. Or, oh, yeah, we know about him, but it's little known by most people. Oh, by most people, I yeah. see. So, just the I was just as I was glancing at the the readings, this very first line uh, from Baruch is what will be in the first reading this weekend. Jerusalem, take off your robe of mourning and misery, and put on the splendor of glory from God forever. Wrapped in the cloak of justice from God. Bear on your head the mitre that displays the glory of the eternal name. Always wanted to wear a mitre. But that's not true. But <laughs> we could demonstrate that and How? tell everybody to come to church wearing old, tattered winter coat. And, and then when we say, take off your, the, the, the outer coat of misery and mourning and let that wonderful inner jacket that you have uh, shine through shine through you know well i was thinking the parallel i was thinking of this was 
the the mourning and misery in some ways of the last year and a half plus has been really hard for people. It it is hard, and it has been hard, and it still is hard. And yeah. the fact that it's sort of never ending, in some ways, it it accumulates. Yeah. Um, I think last Christmas a year ago was probably for me the personal low point of of the whole ordeal. It's because I wasn't here. That was that was the main reason. <laughs> Just, no, it was. Where be, did that voice come from? It, it, I didn't say that. It was because uh, we were really unable to celebrate as fully as I like to celebrate Christmas. Yeah. However, January and February were equally as bad and maybe worse. We had more deaths from COVID yeah. uh, during January. A lot of people don't realize how many times we've had some family member of parishioner or parishioners die from COVID. Yeah. Uh, many times. And. Uh, I have just recently buried someone who died as a result of COVID, not necessarily still uh, experiencing COVID when she died, mm -hmm. but it was because of a result of the COVID experience, what it had done to her lungs. Um. But uh, so it's it's so real, and I under I still think that lots of people don't quite believe it because you can't see a virus. Uh, yeah, but it has hung on in other ways. People are still filled with anxiety. Some people are still angry at somebody or something, and they don't even know what they're angry about, so they take it out on people. Yeah. Uh, some people are just digging in their heels and saying, we got to do this, and other people are digging in the heels and saying, we've got to do that. Right. Uh, the economy... And all that has come with that, whether it's unemployment or people quitting jobs, uh, that has affected people. Yes. Uh, I mean, it just goes on and on. I, th I don't think we'll understand what this was all about for another five or ten years. I can say as a parent, it's it's been difficult this school year. You know, we've got a first grader in the house. First graders are famous for runny noses and gross-sounding coughs. And any other year, you would think, oh, it's just a first grade Running noise and right and cough. Yeah, um, but then you always second guess, and you you. For me, I don't I don't necessarily worry about my first grader. I she's fine, but I would never want to put somebody else in harm's way because I exposed them to her hurt. That they, that you has, know what I'm saying. That has been the bottom line for me all along. Yeah, it's it's not. I'm not afraid of getting sick, especially not now that I've not only been vaccinated but have the booster shot. Yeah, but I certainly from the beginning. From the beginning, I thought, I don't want to be a carrier. I don't know if I could live with myself if I had infected someone else. Sure. Uh, it would be a very heavy burden to carry. And so it's always about the community. It's not just our individual wants. You know, the people who say, well, it's my my life I can do with do with it what I want. I want to say, oh, really? Yeah. You know, <laughs> seriously, I, I mean that, oh, really? It's right. it's not about us. We This is where we have to learn about community right we're we're in this together so this weekend is a good excuse maybe if, if we're looking for a chance to turn over a new leaf or have a a new outlook this advent season on what is to come this may be a good weekend and, to and in the message of john though don't forget it is we have to change things sure you know you you can't just say the lord is coming we have to prepare the way make straight the path and with preparation comes planning and 
work, work, work. Right? It's not something that's that just happens, right? Yep. With preparation, you know, think about planning an event or you know a project at work or or if you even have a if dinner party. If, if anybody has a dinner party and they invite people and they say this is going to be fun, and then halfway through all the preparations or cleaning up the house and setting the table, they think, "Why did I invite all those people?" Yeah, you know, I find sometimes the process of the you know the preparation and the cooking and all of that can be a very enjoyable experience because you are you are many times you're thinking about the people that you're preparing for okay that is the perfect attitude to have during advent it's it's enjoy it yeah. while you prepare for christmas you don't just endure it and think about the one for whom you are preparing Good grammar. Thank you. I've known you long enough that I knew I was going to get called on that. If if you have a dangling uh, preposition at the end of the sentence, you're in trouble. There's nothing worse than a dangling preposition, my friends. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but seriously, that you know, again, we're not just going through these these motions and and oh gosh, we say it every year and it sounds almost cliche. You know, don't just get caught up in the the shopping and the secular secularization yeah. of the season. But it's so true, you know, that we, we've, you know, we turned on, I turned on the radio four weeks ago and they were already playing Christmas music. I didn't hate it, but I also wasn't quite ready for it yet, yeah. you know. Um, well, so, I, I got my ticket for Handel's Messiah. So Are you going? Is I'm, it at the I'm, cathedral? I'm going on the 5th, uh, Sunday. Oh. Yeah, thanks, at the cathedral. Thanks for the invite. That would have been nice, you know, it to would take have a been friend nice. with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, prepare ye the way. I guess I'll be doing that as a party of one. <laughs> hey, God, God bless you, my friend. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs>